You're listening to the Just Giants podcast with Grump and the Cranky Fan. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud today. This message is being broadcast over the emergency alert system at the request of the New York football giants. This is not a test. Please remain calm and stand by for the following important information. Welcome back to Just Giants with Grump and the Cranky Fan, the best damn podcast for the best damn football team. I'm your host, the football grump, and with me, as always, is Mike, the cranky fan. Hey, grump, we got an emergency broadcast tonight as we get to talk finally about the schedule. It's one of the things that are – it seems like it's one of the more talked about things almost as much as the draft. It's like, when's the schedule coming out? When can I book my hotels and flights for trips? So it's kind of fun. And it's kind of strange that the NFL markets everything. They just decide, like, oh, the schedule is coming out in two days, and they don't make a big deal about it. So, well, it's, it's, I mean, it's a marketing thing, you know. A lot of people are interested, and it seems like they kind of like just it just sort of happens. Yeah, and they they, they kind of do the same thing with the preseason schedule a little bit. They they kind of hype that a little bit. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. um, well, people care. Yeah, especially when especially when you're in a dead time right now. I mean, there's nothing happening. I mean, yeah, we're getting ready for the draft, but how much can you talk about the same prospects and the same things? And it's like it it's one of those little movements or things that's like, well, the season is coming. Now we can actually put dates to things. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um Well, let's dive right into our initial thoughts here. So let's let's start with um week one is at Dallas at four twenty five. Um Side note, I'm I'm going to make it to this game, and that's good for me because I don't have to listen to Troy Aikman call a Giants-Cowboys game. <laughs> the rest of Funny. you are screwed. <laughs> At this point now, I mean, it's just kind of like having the furniture in your house. You know, like you have that ottoman, you just sound of like, it's kind of ugly, but it's just there. I mean, I, you know, he's been doing it for so long now, and who cares what they honestly say? <laughs> Yeah, um, I will say, you know, people moan and groan about Dallas being the opening weekend. I, You know, we live in the market, so I don't really know uh, how it's viewed nationally. But the, the, the Giants-Cowboys game seems to be sort of an opening week thing. And, you know, here, you know, sure, it's not the Sunday night game, but it's still the America game of the week. So this is going to be broadcast on Fox nationally, right? Yeah, I mean – if you notice all around the league, there's a lot of the week ones and the week seven teams, 17 season, week seventeens are division matchups. Oh, that's intentional. They've, they've said that before they yeah. want, they want the beginning of the season and the end of the season to be division games as much as possible because it has such wild playoff implications. Sure. Sure. And they, they want to have those. They want that last weekend of the season to be as meaningful as possible. Yeah. And you know, sometimes you can't avoid it if a team wins a division by eight games or something crazy or, but the chances of having, you know, Eagles, Cowboys playing for the division is there. So that's what that's what they want. Um, you know, I know a lot of Giant fans are going to be annoyed that we're starting again in Dallas. But, you know, something we, we, we have to play there every year. 
yeah. know, it's just it, who cares what it necessarily is. Uh, I kind of like playing teams like that early. I like to get those away division games out of the way as quickly as possible. I agree with that. Um, I, you know, as much as we're like, we don't know what the story is, what the Giants are going to be, every team in the league is trying to sort out their roster, you know, and you might catch a team early. You know, I was kind of hoping we would catch uh, New England early in the season because they really treat the first month as extended preseason. But, you know, uh, no such luck. But, you know, for those who always complain about we always play there, you know, I'd rather play them in week one in Dallas than in week 15 or week 16 when you need the win. So whatever. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. If you play your division home games late in the year, I feel much more comfortable. You know, the the last thing I want to do is with the season on the line be watching from my living room, you know, while we're, you know, with, with the fireplace on – because it's like eight below here, but they're in Dallas where it's comfortable and warm and they got the windows open with the sunshine blaring in Eli's eyes. I don't want that on week 16, week 17. I'd rather have that week one. Get that shit out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I know, I know that's one of the first things people look at is that, you know, the traditional game in Dallas. And, again, whatever. And I'm also going to preface this. Like, we're not going to talk on this episode about wins and losses throughout the season, which no. ESPN2 is frant- frantically doing right now, which is beyond absurd considering the draft hasn't even happened yet. It's the stupidest thing ever <laughs> for people saying that. I mean, how much can a team swing by getting a quarterback in the draft or uh, anything for that matter? I mean, it's it's. I would say it's even absurd when we do it, which is, you know – around the preseason time, you know, how many times do we see somebody have a season ending injury in preseason every year? Yeah. I mean, I think the only thing stupider is giving grades right after the draft. Like, you know, oh, they, yeah. they haven't even finished going through the, uh, the walk to hug, uh, I guess they don't hug, uh, <laughs> this commissioner like they used to, but yeah, it, it just seems like, you know, I'm looking at it right now. they the Rams are on the screen and they're just a you win, know, win, loss, win, 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 win. Like okay, <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> exactly, it's it's stupid. Um, do you want to go through? Want to talk about the schedule as we kind of go through it and just have like our initial thoughts about each team and each game as we go through? Yeah, yeah. Um, versus Buffalo. I, I, here's what I'll say as a general thing: a lot of one o'clock games, and I'm a huge fan of that. Um, oh, I I completely agree. I I'm a big fan of. You know, the 4 o'clock games are pretty cool, too, because you can kind of get to the parking lot, watch your 1 o'clock games and tailgate, and then mosey into your stadium. But there's something about the early morning and you're eating fucking lunch in the parking lot and you're already shithoused at 1230 as you're stumbling into the stadium with, like, two bratwurst and a cheeseburger in you. That, to me, is, like, all part of it, especially late in the year. I don't think of – when I think of like playoff football or like week 16, week 17, I don't think of the night games. I'm thinking about the 1 o'clock, you know, and everybody's watching the scoreboard in between plays. That's what I think of. So I'm, I'm a big fan of the 1 o'clock games. I'm glad that we're playing less night games this year. Well, well, that – you know, I agree with you, but playing less night games indicates we are not worthy of a national audience. Whatever. That means we probably 
Oops. I know. I'm just saying, though, no, but I, I completely agree with you. I mean, I, I don't know where you people who are listening to this live. I live in Manhattan. And to leave MetLite Stadium at 11.30, 11.45 on a Sunday night or even worse on a Monday night and having to navigate through two New Jersey transit trains followed by the subway is a major pain in the ass. And, you know, when you get into those games, you know, when you get into November and it's that 8.20 start, it could be get pretty cold. So, you know, I like the 1 o'clock, like, just like Grump said, we get there, you have your routine, pregame before, you go to the game, you go home, you're at home back in your house in time for the second half of the late games. You know, it's, it's it, it, to me, that's that's the preferred. I mean, that's football should always be at one o'clock in your local time if you can. But I get it. You know, obviously that ratings are much better on night games. And quite sure. frankly, you know, sometimes on a Sunday, like if the Giants have a bye, I kind of like to do other stuff. Maybe you know, you take a break from football and do other things. And you know, I would like to maybe catch that Patriots Steeler game. And oh, if it's on eight twenty on TV, fantastic! I love that. Yeah. I just as a person who goes to games, it's kind of a pain in the ass to go to those. So, but we do have a couple of those this season, and we'll we'll cover those pretty soon. Yeah. So so we get Buffalo at home at one o'clock. I you know I'm indifferent to that. That's that's cool. That's a perfect one o'clock game for me. It's a perfect opponent to play early on in the season. You know, I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to be that you know that. But you know that great and the talent level similar to what we are. So it's not we're coming out of the gate. And again, we're going to, you know, as we're talking about this, we're not doing, like I said, wins or losses, but we both in the back of our mind know this is not going to be a playoff team this year. So worrying about how difficult this the schedule is at X point in the season or later, it's a little tempered by, well, <laughs> I'm not really thinking about a playoff run right now. I could be completely different or completely wrong if this team actually performs, but I'm just looking at it as just quality of ta- of opponent and how it's kind of lining up throughout the season. I agree with you to a certain extent, and I disagree in some other way. So, yeah, I I don't think that this team is going anywhere near the playoffs this year, so it kind of doesn't matter, but I think it's important for a bad team to not have an awful start to the year. I mean, if this team starts 0-5, the fan base is disinterested, you know, the the players might become disinterested. I don't want that. You know what I mean? If we're going to have a rough stretch, I'd rather it be in the middle or, or, you know, a little bit towards the end. I don't, I don't want to start the year 0 and 5. I, if we have a a no wins and five loss section of the schedule, I'd rather it be like week six through week 11 or whatever than be weeks one through five. And we think, and, and again, we're tempering this, what I said earlier that the draft hasn't happened yet. We don't know what the 53 man roster is going to be. But at this moment in time, we feel like this is a little better competitive roster than we had at this time last year. Yeah. So, you know, I think the potential for the 0-5 isn't as great as it was last year. Schedule, you know, exempt from that. But, you know, starting off with with a Dallas team that's, you know, was a playoff team. But does anybody really fear them as being a Super Bowl champ? No, not not while Dak no. is back there, in my opinion. Right, and then you go into Buffalo, so you know Josh Allen's got to prove his worth. Um, mm-hmm. to, for, for frankly, that coach has to prove his worth. 
Um, and uh, I I don't know. I just I like the Giants Buffalo matchup. Just seems classic to me of uh, that Super Bowl. So that, yeah, that nineteen ninety Super Bowl. Sure. I went up there. We played in Buffalo. I think it was I guess four years ago. Last time we played them, and it was you know I had a good time up there. It's one of the closest experiences you'll have to a college atmosphere in the NFL. So um, that means absolutely nothing when we play them in week two, but you know, it's, 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 it's always interesting when you play the AFC East because as teams that are geographically pretty close to us, you know, teams like Buffalo and Miami are very, very seldom on our radar at all. So it's yeah. almost kind of like playing the Chargers or something, Yeah, even, even though they are pretty close. Um, follow that up with a road game against Tampa Bay, one that I believe both of us will be attending as well. Absolutely. You know, uh, this is a big rivalry grudge match with Grump and myself and our, uh, our good friends who live, uh, down in Florida. So, um, we will be attending that part of our annual Florida Gators, New York Giants road trip weekend doubleheader. I believe, uh, I believe we're, we're two and one in that match. We are. This yeah. is please our fourth one already. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, um, a four fifteen four oh five start, which means we will probably die of heat exhaustion down there. We we have in the past. Oh, it's true. Yeah, we've come back to life a couple of times after our heat exhaustion issues, but uh, you know that's why we work really hard so we'll get club seats and not have to die up in the three hundreds. Yeah, some some you're still gonna find uh, you know post game maybe if we if we do the live. Um, Twitter broadcast after you will definitely see a sunburned uh, Grump. <laughs> Grump is quite a, a fashion statement anyway, with his uh, mm-hmm. his tank tops and his cut off shorts. So uh, yeah. when he turns into lobster Grump, it's always a treat for all of us. <laughs> um, and then uh, so we follow that up with a, a home against Washington at one o'clock. Um, interesting. We got Washington early this year. I think last year we didn't hit them till like week twelve or something like that. I think them them and Philly have flip flopped in the schedule from last year to this year as when we actually face them. So, yeah. um, I you know the Washington matchup for me I think is going to be the the most interesting as it was last year. It's at the best gauge for whether or not we're improving at the nice at at the same rate as uh, teams in our division. Uh, I think we're both kind of the bottom dwellers of the division and. Uh, there's certainly enough talent to move up there. So, you know, how we gauge, how we play against Washington to me is a good gauge for whether or not we're improving over last year. You, you almost stole my notes when I talked about this game. I was thinking about it. It's just oh. kind of where are we relative to a team that's similar in, you know, I think similar in skill set right now. Sure. Um, it's, it's an interesting year for Washington. I mean, I think the Jay Gruden – experiment i think might be on its last legs yeah i think he's he's got to find a way to perform and it's sort of up in the air what they're going to do at quarterback they're sort of a dark horse for the josh rosen thing uh you know anybody in the draft they they've it's unfortunate because they sort of hitched their wagon for a stopgap with alex smith and he suffers an injury that you see so rarely um that I mean, as far as I'm concerned, is going to end his career. I, I he hasn't said it. No one really is saying that that's going to happen. But I just can't see a guy his age, you know, coming back from what's essentially a blown off knee. 
Well, I mean, they got they they traded for Case Keenum, so he's yeah, kind of the. And, and, okay. Which I don't know what you're really getting out of that. I mean, you're getting someone who can line up under center and can say hike. Yes. And that's that's about it. But you know, that's you're getting a uh, mis- a, a low mistake, low explosive play guy. So again, yeah. you're trying to do the same stopgap thing you're doing to Alex Smith, but you are taking the poor man's Alex Smith at this point. Exactly. And so. he's a guy we, we've seen when the conditions are right and the personnel around him can be effective in this league. But I would not say Washington is that situation. No. But, you know, it it's a long ways till that, you know, week four matchup. So, you know, they have a pretty stout defensive line. You know, should they should they really be able to improve their defense to the point where Case Keenum only has to put up 14, 17 points to win? Sure, they could be they could be much more competitive. That's fine. Okay. Um, we follow that up with a home game against Minnesota at one o'clock. Pat Shermer facing his former team. Uh, you know, kind of bummed that that's a home game. Would love to go to that stadium, the especially that amazing. early. The place is awesome. It's uh, I said it that is my favorite stadium in the NFL. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people think that uh, Dallas is so great and everything, and uh, even um, what, Atlanta, the, the new one in Atlanta, which I was really excited. But I think it just seems like the one in Minnesota just seems a little more cozier and not as cold. Like Atlanta seemed a little cold. Like outside was amazing. The architecture was it, but inside felt a little cold in Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota is not like that at all. So, um, but that's, you know, we're playing at MetLife. We're not, we're not there this time. Um, another one of those games where, you know, you know, if you want to test what our skill level is against a team like that, they're a better version of, of Washington, but, uh-huh. Yeah, I I think the biggest thing for me is is this is a brutal turnaround. I mean, you're playing Minnesota, uh, you know, great coach, um, good personnel. I think uh, it's really a matter of figuring out what they're doing at quarterback, right? I mean, they, right. this is a the same story. A team that hitched their wagon to Teddy Bridgewater. All things were looking up until an injury that no one's ever seen before, a non-contact injury where you almost lose a leg, literally right. almost have a leg amputated. And it was they're... one. Of, it was an injury where they had to send everybody home from training camp because they were so upset. That's how bad it was. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not exaggerating. They they were thankful that they were able to save his leg from a non. Right. I've never heard of that before. No. Um, and now they're kind of rolling with Kirk Cousins, who you know I, I think can be. Never criticized fairly. He's always either completely overrated or completely underrated. Um, <laughs> he's a victim of the money that he's been making for for uh, being on the franchise tag, and then yeah, you know now yeah, which again is not his fault. That's Washington. No, no, it, it's it's the market's fault and it's Washington's fault. Yeah. So yeah, so I mean, they're going to play as well as Kirk Cousins plays. Yeah. Then you want to talk about fast turnaround times, and we yeah. have to flip it in three days to uh, yep to New England, who and, is is undoubtedly the toughest opponent we'll play this year. You know, again, I'm going to fall into that same trap I fall into every year, where I, I'm going to say to myself, you know, Tom Brady is X years old, 
<laughs> and, you know, I look at guys that they lose to free agency. I look at the coaching, you know, defections who go get either head coaching jobs or other things. And I think this is the year they're kind of vulnerable. And we said it in the start of the show, I wish we would catch them in week two when, you know, they may not have admitted it in public, but the way they treat these first few games is like extended training camp. Week six, that seems to me like, you know, it's a, it's a primetime game Thursday night against the Giants. Um, they're going to treat that like an important game. They're going to treat that maybe like game one of their season where they, they start getting serious. So, you know, we are not, even if the Patriots aren't at the Super Bowl level that they were last year, they are miles above where we want to be at this point. So that may not be pretty. I just want to check something. I think there's exactly two people who will be playing in that game who were around for that last Super Bowl. A three. I guess Diossi was on the Giants roster, correct? Diossi, Eli Manning, and who? Tom, and Tom Brady. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the only the, – the silver lining here is that uh, New England has the same turnaround time. It's not like they have an early buy um, – and and we have the one o'clock game on Sunday and not you know Sunday night game. I don't know if there's a rule mm-hmm. against that, but there fucking should be. <laughs> you know, some coaches and I think some GMs that were talking in the in the, uh, the off season meetings about changing the Thanksgiving traditions. I guess that it's unfair that the Cowboys and the Lions always get to host a Thursday game. And it's always you know, Thanksgiving, where they're never on the road for a Thursday night game. And it's not fair competitively. What, what do you think about that? you think it's a big deal? or I mean, I honestly, I think at this point in Thanksgiving, I don't care who it is. I just like to watch. I, I feel like most times, you know, seeing the Lions seems like a big waste of time to me. I mean, the Cowboys most likely would be playing Thanksgiving just because – of the nature of how popular they are and the ratings that they they do bring, um, and I but I never sit around like oh that traditional night game on Thanksgiving you know I'm so glad it's X because it isn't. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? I would agree with that. Yeah, to me, when I think of Thanksgiving, which is my favorite holiday, um, I think of food, family, and football, and that sounds super like Iowa, but. It's the truth. It's it's you know I wait well okay and I'll I'll add the caveat beer because I'm usually drunk by eleven thirty in the morning but <laughs> but it, it's true and when I'm watching to me it's just football I don't think it's Cowboys football I don't think it's Lions football I understand that's the tradition but for me it doesn't matter who the fuck is on there it could be the Bengals and the Chiefs it truly doesn't matter I'm going to watch and I'm going right. to watch because watching football on that day with a beer in my hand and like cheese and crackers or something before you know turkey dinner that's what i do that's that's what that day is for me um having said that i am glad that you know uh the maras have said that they would never want to host a thanksgiving night game because they don't feel that they want to play on that game if they we have played in the past on on like the late game we have played against it though we played right and that's what and that's what he said like he never wants to Hosted. Well, I got to be honest with you. I don't want to go. Um, 
I, sure. I, I mean, sure. It could be fun, you know, if everybody's in it together and, you know, you have your Thanksgiving tailgate or something like that. But, you know, living out here, the Thanksgiving fucking traffic, you know, yeah. L.A. and New York, it's brutal. Absolutely brutal. Yeah. So, we don't, we, you know... I'm fine just watching three random games on, you know, and I think I'd prefer, you know, if they did kind of get rid of the Lions and the Cowboys. I mean, again, the NFL now is big business. There's a lot of money involved. And, you know, having those teams have a bit of a competitive advantage doesn't seem fair to the rest of the teams in their division or in their conference. So, yeah, it's true. If you never have to travel on Thursday, then – that that I mean to me the Thursday night game is the the hardest thing to deal with and I've been saying they need to find a way to make all of the teams who are playing Thursday night games have a bye week the week before. Right. Now, that's completely unreasonable because of the length of time that Thursday night football is running. But to me, you know, you fix that by making less Thursday night games because yeah, I mean, I, I mean, well, quite also, frankly, here here's the the driving factor and why Thursday night games suck because the games are sloppy. Right, blowouts, or they're they're really close, but because both teams are fumbling or throwing interceptions every five seconds, we don't have enough time to game plan for it. And also, you don't have players that are healed up and healthy from the previous week. Of course, so it's just it's just not good product. Yeah, exactly. And to me, the NFL makes more money on you know good product. But again, uh, well, I, I, that's to me. I don't sit in the meetings where I'm looking at the numbers. So, right. They, you know, that is still a, a ratings monster, and they've made an effort to have the Thursday night and the Monday night games better matchups than they were. I mean, yes, they, they've they've done the color rush thing. They've tried to make them only division games. Yeah, uh, I mean, they they've made a real effort to make these, you know, matchups better matchups. So, and I like the idea of before the weekend having, you know, your weekend start with football. Love it. Yeah. I love it. I mean, for years you had a college game on Thursday night, but those matchups, for the most part, weren't very interesting. Like you'd see like Texas A&M playing you know, Baylor. And it's like, well, I don't really care that much. It's on. But now if you're all of a sudden you're seeing you know, a division matchup or you know, somebody somewhat interesting, like this Giants-Patriot game, non-Patriots and non-Giant fans are going to watch that. It just has a, you know, it's kind of like why people get so excited about Florida State Miami because it's some a rivalry that was good 30 years ago. It's just, oh, those teams met in the Super Bowl 10, 15 years ago. I'm going to watch now. There's no connection or relevance to it. Yeah. Um we get Arizona at home at 1 o'clock the following week. Um that's good. I don't like traveling there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whenever you can avoid going to the West Coast is better and Another team, you know, unfortunately that we have to kind of measure ourselves to see, you know, are we showing growth relative to other teams in the same scenario? I mean, we don't know at this point we're recording this on a Wednesday night, you know, who their quarterback is going to be to start the season. It could be, you know, could be a rookie. Yeah, it could be, you know, it could be Josh Rosen. We we don't know yet. Yeah, which which is why I'm not going to even comment on how I feel about that. Other than the competitive advantage of, I think the farthest the Giants have to travel this year is Dallas. You know, looking at this, so that's Uh, that's a um, huge advantage. 
I'm doing a quick scan of it, and I believe you are correct. Yeah, that's that's a massive advantage. And Arizona sure. is sort of the wild card there because, you know, it was such garbage when Arizona was in the division when I was growing up. Well, that, the reason for that was because they used to be in St. Louis. I, I understand. Yeah, but yeah. I mean – it just seemed like a weird team to be in there. You just felt like there was no connections to them at all. And uh, I mean, I think even back when they were in Chicago, I mean, I you know that was before you know, the Cowboys were in the league, and I don't remember reading about any you know historic Eagle Chicago Cardinal games. So yeah, it's, it's just they were just a team that was just kind of out of place with everything. And um, you know, now they're now now they're in a good place in in the West. Yeah. Um. We travel to Detroit, one o'clock the following week. Um, indifferent. Yeah, I feel like we played Detroit every year for the last four or five years. And I feel like Stafford and like Golden Tate when he was with them have their their career games against us too. I like to see what our record is in domes. Actually, in the last ten years, I'm sure it's not good. It seems like every time we go. <laughs> Honestly, like we go to New Orleans, I can't ever remember winning there. You know, in Detroit always seems like it's a loss. I mean, if you're taking the sample size of the last five years, everywhere's a loss. I'm not sure there's a <laughs> cosmic connection there. Anywhere where there's an end zone, we usually lose. Yeah. Um, and then we head back home for Dallas Monday night game, uh, week nine. We get Dallas out of the way early. Um, I'm. I'm a little bit of a fan of that, and I'll tell you, it seems to me that Dallas has their lull in the middle of the season, year after year. Um, they they start to kind of tumble a little bit around week eight, and then they have their full collapse or their squeak by in weeks fifteen through seventeen. So to get them at that lull that historically I've noticed uh, would be kind of nice. You get your one up on the uh, division opponent. Uh, the fact that it's Monday night at home. Annoys me, but whatever. You know, because it's a night game, that stadium will be at least 35-40% Cowboy fans. Uh-huh. That is a that is a classic older season ticket holders will sell their tickets and try to make their money when the Cowboys come to town. So Yeah, which by the way, I'm sorry, but fuck fuck that. Well, I mean It's such a it, shitty investment. Well, I mean, giant tickets aren't cheap, and if, if you know, you, you know, there's one. If you know, you can't go to every single game, and there's a game, you know, you know. And we all know we talked already about the problems of going to MetLife on a weeknight. I can understand why people do it. I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. And also, let's be frank: this is not a battle to win a division. It's going to be, you know. So, I can understand in these times right now why now. If we are a legitimate Super Bowl contender, I get a little annoyed where you're selling your tickets at that point. But you know, right now we're just kind of we're a little bit in the abyss trying to find our way. I can understand it happening, and you know, I can't blame them necessarily. We follow that up with a home away game against the Jets, which is nice. Um, I guess we'll find a way to get to that, right? We'll figure it out. I know that's a uh, that would be a doubleheader weekend for me, but uh, I'll make it work. Yeah, um, I don't know if I've been to a Jets home game in the regular season yet. It meant I bit. Uh, I went to probably the worst game in NFL history. It was about I don't know, five or six years ago when 
the Jets played Arizona. And I think Eric Ainge was the quarterback for the Jets, and it was as disgusting as of a game you can possibly see. Um, I have, I think I've only been to one Jets-Giants game in my life. I think we were the home team. This was probably... Uh, yeah, we lost. We lost. Yep. I was with um, Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Uh, so... That was the that was 2015 because that was the year where we lost every game in like the last minute. Right, because in 2011, the last time we played them is a that was the famous 99 yard play. Yeah, or the, whatever that was the um, the Victor Cruz play. The Victor Cruz play. Were we at changed. that? Were we not? We were no, we were not because that was Christmas Eve. It was Christmas Eve, and I was traveling and actually watched that in an airport in. Uh, Wherever the hell I was, somewhere in, somewhere out west, yeah. but uh, yeah, uh, that's interesting to see. I'm curious what the dynamic of the fan would be. Like, will a lot of Giant fans make the effort to go? All I'm I mean, going to tell you is, so I I'm going to Dallas Week One. Mm-hmm. I will encounter more assholes in Week Nine and Ten in my own state. Yeah. Versus Dallas and at Jets, then I then then in week one at Dallas. In well, a I went that to, holds like a hundred and fifty bajillion people. I went to week one uh, four years ago, and the Giants started on that uh, Sunday night game. And the two things that struck out to me at that were the Cowboy fans who live there are not the same people as the Cowboy fans who live in North Jersey. It's night and day the the crowd. Um, the second thing is. There were a ton of giant fans there, a ton. So, so weird. I think I think uh, AT and T Stadium is a little bit like Madison Square Garden, where it's as much of a tourist attraction as it is an actual watching your team. Yeah. And um, I think a little bit. I think that's a marquee game for the Cowboys on their schedule. They know a lot of giant fans. The Giants always travel well, whether they're good or bad. I think that's one of the games where Cowboy fans, maybe they'll cash in there one game a year and sell it. Maybe. I mean, yeah. So it was just interesting how many – you will encounter a lot of Giant fans there. And as you know, the, the Cowboy fans are nicer when they're not up here, the Giant fan acts like much more of an asshole when they're traveling. You're going to see you know, obnoxious Giant fan. Yeah. Um. To, to to answer your question about the dynamic of the crowd, uh, I I don't even have to guess. I, I, yeah, I think Giants fans will go. I think more Jets fans take this matchup serious more seriously than Giants fans. I don't. I don't. Oh, that is beyond a doubt. I mean, the Jet fan will always measure themselves to the Giants for everything, everything that they do. You know, their uniform they'll compare. They'll compare every draft pick. They'll compare. Everything. Giant fans could care less about the Jets. They could be the Nova Scotia Jets for all we're concerned with, but the Jets will always use the Giants as the measuring stick, and they will treat a victory over the Giants as something vastly more important than it actually is to the Giants or even the Jets, to be, that be very honest. I wonder if Rex Ryan were still the coach if they would wear their black alternates that they just un- unveiled this year. Are you kidding? They would probably have black uniform tattoos on for that. I mean, if, you know, if I was 
I guess it was Leon Hess at the time or Woody Johnson, whoever was the owner. When Mark Sanchez got hurt, when Rex brought him back into a preseason game with the third string offensive line because he was trying to win the game, I wouldn't have just fired him at the 50-yard line. I would have shot him. <laughs> I mean, that was the most embarrassing. That was the most jetsiest statement I've ever heard in my life. It was a disgrace. But, you know, that tells you just how the inferiority little brother complex that they have. So, you know, we went to a Jets-Giants Giants home game uh, in 2015. We lost in the closing minutes. Uh, I think it was like, was it Brandon Marshall caught it over Prince Mucamara? I believe so. Yeah. So we're walking out, and you hear the Jets chants in the hallway. And, you know— that's fine. We, me and you are, you know, we have we know the season's lost at this point. We're just kind of like Whatever, walking dude. towards the escalator. And I think we passed two fights and somebody almost got thrown down the escalator. So if you're going to get 100%, I expect to see people arrested within yeah. by the second quarter, someone in our section. And um, well, I mean, it's really no one or two fights at the end of the game. It's no different than going to a Yankee Met game or an Islander Ranger game. You know, it's the same thing where, you know, this is a this is testosterone bowl. This is little brother trying to prove they're worthy of big brother, and big brother who has can probably have a shitty season doesn't want to hear it, and that's where it's going to get ugly. And you throw in a whole bunch of Bud Light and look out. A lot of Bud Light, not a lot of necks. Um, then and then you know thankfully there's a buy after that so it's, it's a little bit of a late buy but not not too bad week 11 um i don't know how do you feel about the placement of buy i mean i guess you definitely don't want it early you don't want it early i mean it's so tough to tell because you know teams have momentum and going into the buy and does it change your momentum or you know i you know this seems kind of reasonable to me. I mean, maybe on the slight edge of late, but nothing that's like, you know, they're going to be limping into it. I mean, injuries happen week two or week 16. Hmm. And then uh, then we traveled to Chicago, one o'clock game, the day after my birthday. Um, hmm. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make we're, that happen. I don't really we're, know. We're going to try to make that happen. That might be a logistical nightmare for me, but we'll try to make that happen. Uh you know, it's 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 a fun road trip to go to great city Chicago. Um, I was I was weird. in Chicago briefly once before, but I didn't get to spend the amount of time I really wanted to. I was only there for a day, um, which is not not enough. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it, for those of you who have been to Soldier Field before, it it really looks like a spaceship has crashed into the Parthenon. You know, it's uh, you walk in with all these old columns and you know from the twenties, and all of a sudden there's this ultra modern stadium just inserted into it um but it, it's a fan base that you know they're very passionate about the bears they all think it's 1985 every time they get a first down they get very excited um another tough team to read right now of how good they're gonna be i mean i guess yeah i i think they'll be pretty good <laughs> yeah um it, kind of a bummer it's this late in the year because it's gonna be cold but at least it's one that's true. I mean, I, I wouldn't expect any snow, but this might be the first time it's really like that wind. You know, in the in the thirties. Yeah, exactly. Uh, thankfully, we get to come home for Green Bay. It feels like we played Green Bay every year for the last like seven years too. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that may not be pretty either. Well, no, <laughs> I mean, they, <laughs> again, another team like I feel like we, uh, you know, we never seem to beat and always like Aaron Rodgers has a good game against us. Seems like a theme we have going. Green Bay is, to me, I, I know them mostly as the Mike McCarthy era, which is finally over. So I, I have no idea how they're really going to be. But, you know, some of those downs for them are real down low. I mean, carried fully by the weight of Aaron Rodgers' ability to put his team on his back. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, whether he's going to have to do that or not, or how much of a turnaround they're going to have with a new coaching regime, new new scheme, you know, whatever. It's difficult to say. Uh but I think the ineptitude of Mike McCarthy and well, you know, being gone is certainly going to help Green Bay. So it's going to be a much tougher matchup than uh, we're used to. Yeah. Then we have the classic go to Philly on a Monday night. Yeah, this is called shit the bed night. This is where I turn yeah. off the TV at halftime. <laughs> yeah, that's when the specter of sleep seems a lot more appealing. You know, that's going to be cold weather, most likely. We're probably going to be out of it at that point. Yeah. Philly will be, you know, probably in one of their, like, late season runs. Like, look out for Philly. And because it's Monday night, there'll be some Bradley Cooper or, like, Kevin Hart, who apparently is an Eagles fan. <laughs> you know, shots of them. Oh, totally. And I'm, yeah. I'm just going to be furious. Meek Mill or some, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's that's rough. Uh, winning that game would mean a lot to me, though. I will say. Oh, that. of course. That's, hey, that's listen, putting we, all the chips on the line. That's you know. It's it, it's quite obvious. You know, we hate our division rivals, and we like to beat them in any chance we get. And uh, we have not had a lot of success at the Link or at AT and T Stadium lately, or really anywhere since we've been pretty awful. But uh, you know, these are trends we'd like to kind of start changing. Yeah, especially and play, and, Philly. Uh, or, and we're assuming at this point we'll probably be uh, playing spoilers, so that would be nice. I will say in the last five years, and I've I've moved a little bit west, not significantly west of where I used to live, but the amount of Eagles gear, stickers, license plates that I've seen is uh, really fucking annoying. It, it really well, – I, I am not far from New York City from where I am. Under an well, hour. that's the line. That's the line. You get that everywhere. Kind of like you know, where does the border run? It depends on what team is better, and it's going to slide north south. It's going to slide east west. You know, right now the Eagles are still, you know, what are we? Fifteen months removed from a Super Bowl. Yeah, I so, get that, you know, but that, I mean, it's, li- it's been slowly creeping. This is not a since the Super Bowl thing I've noticed. Yeah, well, the Giants have sucked for the last decade, and the Jets haven't been much better. Oh, I get it. Decade. I get it. It's yeah. ju- I'm just saying it makes me angry. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, nobody hates a bandwagoner more than me, so. Um, then we travel to uh, – sorry, we stay home from Miami. Real bummer because I would have traveled to Miami if you were willing to go, especially that late in the year. December 15th? Are you kidding? Yeah. Just was texting with one of my friends who's a uh, Dolphin fan. It's like, yeah, Giants-Dolphins, December 15th. And the response was, not the Meadowlands. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm not going. Yeah, I don't blame him. <laughs> um, uh, you know, that's another one of those games, right, where it's it's cool for me because 
I don't ever really think about the Dolphins, like ever. Exactly. And it's interesting. You see a, we see a team like that, they look like a warm weather team just with their uniforms. And then when you see them, you know, the, it could be frigid on December 15th. You know, it just looks <laughs> weird. Yeah. I think in 2007, didn't we play them in London? And like in London, but really it was in some mud. I was there. Uh, it was it was at Wembley. It was kind of like in between a mist and a light rain. So, and the way the stadium is built, that all the seats are covered, but the field isn't. And it doesn't have like the crown that uh, yeah. NFL stadiums has. So it was just kind of like a weird grass that was there. So it was kind of a, it was an ugly game. Yeah. Um, we travel week 16 at Washington. I mean, that, I think that's pretty typical playing in FedEx field the very end of the year. It seems like every year and, you know, theoretically, if our team was any bit competitive, I mean, let's just say for argument's sake, um, we were able to get, you know, a, a top tier pass rusher, Dwayne Haskins and, uh, you know, an offensive tackle, Maybe maybe we have a competitive team. That's a this is a really good way to close out the season. Um, to really shut out Washington, our measuring stick, and then get Philly at home at one o'clock for Week Seventeen. Yeah, this is that's optimistic grump talking. Pessimistic no, 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 no. crank, crank pick, pessimistic cranky fan is starting to think about maybe we should lose these games. I, well, yeah. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> what I'm saying is it's a fun yeah. way to close out. I like I like oh. the schedule. I just wish our team didn't suck. I love the fact that three of the last four games are division games. Uh, I love they're in December where, you know, and again, this league is so kooky that maybe for some reason we have a dramatic, you know, change in the record and we're actually competing for a wild card spot or something. Surprises oh, yeah, yeah. happen every year. So all of a sudden, you know, seeing that Philly, Miami, Washington, Philly, end of the season, all of a sudden gets you excited. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, you know, you could have Philly as the first place team and, you know, Dallas, or, or let's just say it's the other way around. Dallas has clinched the division and Philly and the Giants are, you know, roughing it out for the the sixth seed. Yeah. That's a really interesting way to end the season because you have Philly twice and, you know, it... it you don't want to pull punches on your first matchup. You want to show everything, but you don't want to show everything you got because you got to play them again in like three weeks, and there's still plenty of time to turn it around. So it's just right. it's such a strange dynamic, and 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 for Philadelphia, you ready for their the, their closing season there? Go ahead. Um, Giants at eight fifteen at home at Washington, then uh, home against Dallas, and then at Giants. So they end with four out of four, all hmm. division games. So that that would be, you know, my my theoretical scenario would be super interesting. I mean, Philly's got everything to play for in every one of those games. Sure. I mean, the interesting thing about Philly is what happens if Carson Wentz gets hurt again. They don't have their savior to bail him out anymore. I mean, I and I, yeah, for the, for their sake, I don't think it matters against us, but. Right, I'm just talking about just where where could they potentially be at that point in the season? You know, true. They haven't had the overall success with Carson Wentz, where he's going to garner what he's going to get paid. 
Well, I mean, I, and, I heard somewhere that they were about to make him a very rich man. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's still on potential more than actual achievement. So that's going to be interesting to see going forward. A hundred percent. I mean, and quite frankly, if I were to play GM, I don't really know what to do. And we had this discussion, you know, about, you know, what do you do? Carson wants Nick Foles uh, in the middle of the year last year, or maybe even the beginning of the year. Um, And again, Nick Foles played pretty well at the end of the season. Um, You know, I don't think it's a very tough, difficult decision. I think, you know, good quarterbacks in this league are such a premium and good has a ever expanding definition. And I think you have to pay him because the alternative is hell. I mean, the argument isn't whether or not Carson Wentz is good. It's the best player is one that is able to play. Yeah. Um, So, you know, obviously people closer to the, the nature of his injury and the diagnosis behind it would be able to make a better decision. But you know, if it's something that might just pop up forever, which I think was the report, right? Was something that he's just going to have to deal with. He's going to have to manage. Yeah. And go, yeah. So sure, that must factor into it. I mean, at a certain point, when you pay a man a lot of money, when does he start taking a dive instead of trying to fight out of sacks? I don't know the answer, and I don't know him personally. They know him, and they know his competitiveness. You know, but it's just something you have to take into account. These guys are professional. I mean, they're, they're, they, they're wired so much differently than we're, we're wired. And it's something where if they're taking dives or something, it's noticed immediately, even if they were wired to do so. Yeah. I mean, the Jakes are, you know, they're snuffed out pretty quickly. And not even at this level. It's beforehand. That's, that's a good point. Well, that's, that's sort of our, uh, our season, you know, overview. Overall, how do you feel about the way it's structured? Anything jump out at you well the first thing i don't see any real gauntlet i don't see any stretch where it's like oh jesus christ you know even in optimal roster conditions we would have a lot of trouble with so that's kind of encouraging well uh, Um, so i heard somebody say that everything after the buy is a is uh brutal quote brutal and when i looked at it i was like well, I guess. I mean, I don't think Philadelphia is that good, but they beat the shit out of us every year because we suck. I mean, if we had a competent yeah. roster, brutal is really just describing Chicago and Green Bay. So, and Green Bay is Green Bay brutal anymore? Is Chicago brutal? I mean, yeah, I mean, literally Chicago, beat them last year. Chicago's a playoff team. Yeah, Green Bay is not a playoff team. The hardest team that we play has to be New England, especially on the turnaround time. Agreed. Yeah. Absolutely. But I mean, but, but I mean, it's kind of buttressed around Minnesota and Arizona. Yeah. So it's, it's, that's not a gauntlet. Um, you know, you, you, we have for every time you play a, a New England and every time you play a Green Bay, you're also playing, you know, the Bucks, <laughs> a Detroit team that stinks, a Washington team that stinks, a Jet team that stinks. I mean, let's not crown. The Jets are anything because they have accomplished nothing yet. I know people are excited by them, and the the prospects look pretty good for them for long term success. But they haven't done anything yet to prove it. Aren't they picking ahead of us in the draft? <laughs> yeah, I think they are. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not tell anybody that. 
uh, yeah. So I, I I don't really have. I I actually like this schedule. A, a shame to me that uh, this year is going to be a wash because I like the way it's structured. I like the opponents we're facing and when we're facing them for the most part. The exception being catching New England on a Thursday sucks, but everything else I'm pretty okay with. I. I it's interesting. We have a uh, we have a, almost a month in between home games between the uh, the Monday night game for Dallas and then playing Green Bay on December first. That's three uh, weeks in between. Is that's quite a stretch. But you get a gimme because you're playing the Jets. Yeah, but it's again we have to you have to get tickets. You know, oh, you're like, talking about us same. personally. I'll talk about the team. I mean, oh. it's I know it's the same stadium and all, but it's not the same. But I mean, they don't have to get tickets. They just they don't have to travel. We do. We do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, I mean, I'm going, uh, you know, at Dallas versus Buffalo, at Tampa versus Washington versus Minnesota. And we were kind of wondering about going at New England. You know, whether we do that or not is another thing. So I have I have a five-week stretch of going. Welcome to my world, my friend. <laughs> well, now that I've humble bragged, uh, that's – um. <laughs> That's our recap. Uh, you know, let us know what you think, and uh, be sure to follow us. Subscribe iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean. Um, we are officially back in iTunes, and uh, let all your friends know. Uh, you can follow me at football underscore grump on Twitter, where I am much more active, and I'm, you know, kind of shitting on people's hot takes right now. <laughs> He's the hot tick extinguisher, my friend. <laughs> you can catch me as always at the Cranky Fan. That is T H E C R A N K Y F A N for those of you who can't spell. <laughs> for my jet fans <laughs> yes. that are out there. <laughs> who do you think we're broadcasting to? I just said I fuck. No one's listening anyway. Right. <laughs> uh yeah, well we'll be talking, you know, obviously as we get closer and closer to the draft, we're talking Lots of baseball, lots of football, lots of everything. So, now we won't be talking any Tampa Bay Lightning hockey. Those choke artists. Uh, Disgrace. Bye, baby. Yeah. All right, everyone. Go Giants. Go Giants. <laughs>